Vincent's Voice Podcast, brought to you by your friends at First City Church of Christ. We meet at Holiday Inn Express, located at 2720 Battery Road in Vincent's, Indiana. You are invited to be our guest at any of our services. We meet Sunday morning at 10 for Bible study and 11 for worship. We also assemble on Sunday afternoon at 3 for worship. On Wednesday evening, we gather for Bible study at 7. To contact us, you can visit our website at First City churchofchrist.com or call 317-308-8288. On this podcast, our aim is to speak where the Bible speaks and be silent where the Bible is silent. The Bible says all scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished, unto all good works. So, grab your Bible, some paper and a pen, and join us on this episode of the Vincent's Voice Podcast. Okay, guys, welcome to episode number eight of the Vincent's Voice podcast. We are so pleased that you join us for this particular issue of this show. I've asked the guys today, those here with me is Greg Burson, one of our good members at First City Church of Christ, and Trey uh, Ping, who is my son, is with us again. We're going to do a small series of episodes uh, learning lessons from particular individuals in the Bible. And I've asked them to make a list of lessons that they believe we can learn from the life of Noah. And so we're going to go over those in this particular episode today. Now, there may be one that we don't even mention, and, and this is not meant to be exhaustive. And if you can think of something else, you can uh, get in touch with us or, or make a comment on one of our posts about this particular episode and share the lesson you think that um, we didn't cover. We'd love for you to be able to, to do that. I would like to point out that the New Testament tells us something about the Old Testament, that in Romans 15 and verse 4, it talks about that those things that were written aforetime were written for our learning. And also in 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 11, it talks about that those things that happened in the Old Testament were for examples and, by the way, admonitions to us. And the admonition part there is that we can learn from Noah, but maybe be warned about some things uh, as well. So those are two good verses to always keep in mind when we're reverting back to the Old Testament and trying to learn lessons from a particular individual. So this one is lessons about Noah. Lessons we can learn from the life of Noah. And I'm going to go to Greg, and we're going to start with him. Greg, what lesson do you uh, think would be a good one for all of us to learn? I think it, the important one of the things that I think find impressive about Noah is that when God gave him a command, that he completed that command according to how 
um, God gave him instructions. And we know that with the building of the ark. And we can see that over in Genesis chapter 6, starting in verse 14. God tells Noah, make yourself an ark of gopher wood, make rooms in the ark, and cover it inside and outside with pitch. And this is how you shall make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, its width 50 cubits, and its height 30 cubits. You shall make a window for the ark, and you shall finish it to a cubit from above, and set the door of the ark in its side. You shall make it with lower, second, and third decks. And we find, see at the end of the chapter in verse 22, it says, Thus Noah did according to all that God commanded him, so he did. Okay, and that... And it's impressive because I think he, it even repeats that. I think something similar to that in chapter 7 and verse 5. <clears throat> Thus did Noah according to all that, the, that God had commanded him. Very, very few people do all, do they, the commands of God. And I, I think that's something worth pointing out to us, that there are some people who believe that we can just pick and choose, uh, like going to the Golden Crowd Buffet, the things that we want to do, and leave off some other things. Okay, Noah knew that wasn't the case. He had to do all the things that God had commanded him. Very good. Okay, Trey, what do you have? I have that he had a lot of faith. Now, this earned him a spot in Hebrews chapter 11, which a lot of people know is the uh, great chapter of faith or a chapter with the champions of faith. So in Hebrews chapter 11, look to verse 7, it says, By faith, Noah being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. He had to have a lot of faith that when God said this flood was coming with all these waters that was going to entire, cover the entire entirety of the earth, was going to kill everything that was on it except what's going to be with you in the ark, he had to have a lot of faith. He had never seen a flood of this magnitude that covered the entirety of the earth. So he had a lot of faith, but also to build this ark. Now, it's really hard to build something of that magnitude by yourself. He may have had a little help, but probably all in all, is really a lot of him. His sons may have held, but because he had faith, he built that. And like Greg said, he did it because it was required of him, and he was going to do what God had asked him to do. So he had a lot of faith to be able to build that and believe that this great flood is going to come from God. Yeah, and I think if you uh, really dig into Hebrews 11 verse 7, it talks about that he was going to see things that he had not yet seen. And not only had he not seen the flood, he hadn't seen rain. He had never seen rain before. So can you imagine being in, in Noah's shoes and trying to, to convince people that it's going to Rain, water is going to come from the sky, and it's going to flood, and you need to get in into the boat uh, with us. And of course, uh, Noah had all that faith that trade. That's no wonder he's in that chapter because the tremendous amount of faith that he had um, in order to do what he did that we read about in Genesis chapter six and Genesis seven. I'd like to point out that. Not only was Noah an ark builder, the Bible says in 2 Peter 2 and verse 5 that in addition to being the shipbuilder, that he also was a preacher of righteousness. And, and we, we learn roughly, it took about 100 to 120 years for 
um, the ark to be built and for God to finally decide to send the flood. You can read about that in Genesis as well. So not only was Noah building the ark, he's also taking the time to preach, uh, to try to teach the people that they need to get on the boat, that they need to, to have faith, uh, to believe God that this rain is going to come and this flood is going to come. And since I'm a preacher, I always kind of gravitate towards the fact that he was a preacher. And I'll tell you, I think sometimes, guys, preachers can get, members can too, but preachers can get discouraged because they're not seeing the responses that they would like to see. And I think all of us would love to see a response every single Sunday, every single time we come together, we'd love to see a response. And I think it's worth mentioning that according to 1 Peter 3, In verse 20, only eight people were saved in the ark. And as we've mentioned in previous episodes, maybe even the last episode, those eight constituted Noah's family. The only people that Noah was able to convince through his preaching to get on the boat was his family. He was unable to convince anybody else. And that's not a slight against the uh, preaching of Noah. If anything, that's an indication of how wicked uh, the men were on the face of the earth at that time. And so all I can do, all we can do is preach the truth, try to save our families, and try to help anybody else who's willing to follow the truth. I think it's, it's interesting to note, he was an ark builder, but he was also a preacher of righteousness. Okay, Greg, back to you. Another um, thing about Noah that I find very interesting and and compelling to follow is that he found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And we can see that over in um, Genesis chapter 6 and verse 8. But prior to that, in verse 5, it says, Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thought of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his spirit. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I've created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing and birds of the air, for I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And it's impressive to me, in the midst of everyone that was evil, Noah remained in a favorable position with God. We also can see that that was probably um, led by his godly fear, as Trey read over in Hebrews eleven seven. It says that he was moved with godly fear. And Noah, I believe that means he had just a a very healthy respect for God and who God was. Okay, so my question to you, Greg, is can can we find the same grace or favor? Do we find that in the eyes of God as well? We can, can. and we should. And um, if you were to go and to read... You know, passages like Ephesians 2, verses 5 and verse 8. It says we're saved by grace. It actually makes for a really good study sometime, maybe a future podcast. We're saved really in in many of the same ways that Noah was saved. He was saved by grace, so are we. He was saved by faith, like Trey talked about, so are we. He was saved by obedience, as Greg talked about earlier, so are we. He was justified by works, building the boat. So are we, according to the book of James, chapter uh, two and on and on we could go with those comparisons, but it's always important. Uh, he's the first one to be mentioned in the Bible in connection to grace and favor there in Genesis six um, and verse eight. 
Now, let me ask you one more question before we move over to Trey. He found grace or favor in the eyes of the Lord. Did that mean he didn't have to build the boat? No, he still had to build the boat. He still had to build the boat. So one thing I think we can learn from that in connection to grace is that some people today teach that we're saved by grace alone. Okay, And if that's true, then Noah wouldn't have to do what? He wouldn't have had to build the ark. He wouldn't have had to build the ark. Okay, But he did. Okay, So I think that's important to point out. And I appreciate you bringing up the idea about grace and, and Noah. Okay, Trey, what else do you think we can learn from the life of Noah? I think we can learn about how we need to be spiritually minded all the time. And you see that he was very spiritual minded throughout throughout this book and throughout these chapters of it talking about him. But really where I want to point it out is in the chapter 8, after Noah's been on the ark all this time with his family and all the animals, and we get really close to when he's getting off the boat, and he does get off the boat. So in chapter 8 of Genesis, verse 18, it says, So Noah went out, and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him, Every animal and every creeping thing, every bird, whatever creeps on the earth, according to their families, went out of the ark. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord, and took of every clean animal and of every clean bird, and offered burnt offerings on the altar. The Lord smelled a smoothing aroma. Then the Lord said to his, his heart, I will never again curse the ground for man's sake, although the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth, nor will I again destroy every living thing as I have done. So what is the first thing he thinks about as he gets off this boat? What's to kiss the ground, all these things? That's not what we see. What we see is the first thing he does is he builds an altar to offer a sacrifice to God, which was a soothing aroma unto God. When we get up in the morning is the first thing we should be thinking is, how can I please God today? Not how can I please myself? We're very, very selfish people. And it talks about how people were evil from their youth. Is that true? It is true today too I mean but we try our best to be as spiritually minded as we can and we need to be kind of following his example and how he was very spiritual in his mind and his actions okay let me ask you because most people don't know this so hopefully Trey knows the answer to this question how long was Noah and his family on the ark do you know how long he was on the ark not, I'm not talking in terms of specific days, but we know generally how long Noah and his family were on the ark because I think most people think, eh, maybe, you know, 40 days because we, we see that number associated with Noah's flood, 40 days and 40 nights that rained on the earth. Okay? However, they were on the ark much longer than that. Okay? In reality, they were on the ark for a little over a year. Right? So... I'm sure they were ready to get off, and we're not going to get into all the, the dove and the raven and all those things, um, indicating whether they could get off the ark or not. But Trey brings up a good point. Uh, the very first thing he thought to do was to uh, bring them through this flood. And what a wonderful example uh, that is for us. And, of course, that's when God put the rainbow um, in the sky that we still see today that reminds us that God will never flood uh, the earth in epic proportions, a worldwide flood uh, like that again. I think something else we can learn from the life of Noah is on the subject of authority. Uh, and we could talk about different kinds of authority. We're not going to cover every single kind today. But generically speaking, uh, there is a specific authority and then there's generic authority. And we see this in both examples 
both examples of these in the life of Noah. So, Greg, uh, God told, tell us what God told Noah to do in terms to, of the boat. What did he tell him to do? He told him to, to make an ark of gopher wood. Okay, and that's the exact phrase we're after here. So make or build an ark of gopher wood. Okay, so the, 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 the generic authority there is the word make or build, isn't it? Yes. Okay, meaning there was some leeway on how Noah could do that. How, what are some things Noah could have done to make or art, uh, build the ark? He could have used what? Could have used some sort of saw, uh, yeah. some sort of hammer. Yeah, I bet he had a lot of, yeah, all kinds of tools. He may have used animals to bring um, certain, you know, wood, a gopher wood there to the um, build site. Also is to make or build. And that's generic authority. Now, he said, what kind of wood was that? Gopher wood. Gopher wood. That's specific. And we need to learn that when God specifies something, he eliminates all other possibilities. Notice God did not say Make an ark of gopher wood or build an ark of gopher wood, not ash, not cedar, uh, not pecan or whatever it is. Yeah, he didn't have to say all that, did he? Because he eliminated every other possibility. All right, so we learn that to, to, in, in the New Testament as well. That God said, go into all the world and preach, preach the gospel. Okay? The generic there is go, isn't it, Trey? How could I go? What are some ways I can go? You could walk. Walk. Jog, run. Jog, jog run. Take a bike. Take a pike. How about if I could I fly? Take a train. I could skip, lope, trot. I, I could do anything, okay, as long as I'm going. Okay, the specific part there was to teach the what? The, the gospel. gospel. Okay, I just can't go and teach whatever I want. I need to go and teach the gospel. All right, so it's important for us to learn the difference between generic authority and specific authority and while that's just a really brief snippet about the life of Noah and about authority, I think it's a really good place to point out uh, the difference between uh, those two. Okay, is there anything else that you guys want to bring up? Greg, anything else? We, this could be a, a really long episode if you wanted it to be. Anything else, Trey, that you want to bring up? I think it's just kind of good to look at his attitude through the entire thing. He, we never see him once complain about what... He had to do what was going to happen, but he did because he had faith in God and what was going to happen. Okay, yeah, and that's all very true. And you, you kind of see that that faithful attitude kind of run its way through everything uh, that we've said about Noah in this episode. Uh, one, one final thing I want to bring up, and this is kind of an exercise for all of our listeners to do. Read all of Genesis 6 and all of 7 because this is, this is where you, in, in the early part of chapter 8, this is where you learn about the, the most well-known part of Noah is the, the ark and all of those things surrounding it. But if you go and read Genesis 7, 13 through 16, and also verse 23, we're not going to take the time to do this now, but read Genesis 7, 13, 15, 16, and 23, and take notice of all of the words, use of the word in or into. Noah and his family went into the ark. The animals went in the ark. And the, the chapter ends in verse 23 by saying that everything that was inside the ark was saved. Everything and everybody outside of the ark was lost. Now, I think that's a good parallel because to being in Christ, 
Galatians 3, 27 talks about that when we're baptized, we're baptized into Christ, where all spiritual blessings are, according to Ephesians 1 and verse 3. We find redemption in Christ, Romans 3, 24. And we can go on and on with that. So everybody who's in Christ is going to be saved. Everybody who's outside of Christ is going uh, to be lost. So that's something that's worth pointing out about the life and the story of Noah. And so thanks, guys. That's, they guys did a great job of looking to the life of Noah and learning about some of the uh, things that were impressive about him, things that we can uh, learn, how he followed a blueprint, how he followed the pattern uh, that God uh, gave him. And we thank you guys for joining us on this episode number eight of the Vincent's Voice podcast. Maybe you guys can think of other lessons that we can learn from the life of Noah. Be sure to comment or to get in touch with us and share those things about the life of Noah. What a, what a life uh, this man lived and, and the lessons that we can learn from him. And we appreciate you joining us for this episode. We hope that you continue to watch for new issues of this podcast and listen to them as they uh, come into existence. Thanks again. We hope you have a great day. Always keep God first in your life. Have a great day. Lord, I lift your name on Thank you for listening to this episode of the Vincent's Voice Podcast. Ensure you receive the most up-to-date episodes. We encourage you to subscribe to this podcast. If you have any questions or would like to suggest a topic for future episodes, you can contact us at firstcitychurchofchrist.com or by calling 317-308-8288. If you are in the Vincent's Indiana area, we hope you will visit with us at First City Church of Christ. We meet on Sundays at 10 a.m., 11 a.m., and 3 p.m., and on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We hope this episode has been beneficial to you and has brought glory to God. Always remember, whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Colossians 3 and verse 17. Until next time, may God be with you and bless you in all the good you do. Goodbye. Oh